okay, well, I, um, I wanted to have Kim come up and share uh, just something on the whiteboard this morning. Uh, she's shared it with a smaller version of my team maybe a week and a half ago. And, you know, um, I love it. I love it when people hear God. How, and you know that? When people hear God. And, and you know, like you hear it, and you're like, oh, God, that's God. And uh, so when she shared it, I don't know, as I was praying into this this morning what we were going to do, I, I texted Kim. I was like, Kim, come up and share, um, you know, what you shared with us. Now, let me give you a little bit of a context for what she's going to be um, sharing. Uh, okay, let me just see where I want to start this. Okay. Not only did we make the right decision to slow down and do some of the inner healing work that we've done this year, um, I'm really clear that I heard God stepping into June and that there is a plan for the last six months of this year. And not only a plan just for this, it's not really about the ministry, it's really about this body. And it's really about um, defeating strong men. And it was about defeating the strong men for in our lives that have been the strong men for our whole lives. Now, some of us don't even know what those are. I was hoping that by bringing Nate in, that would help us. But some of us have no idea about what we're even battling. That's just where we are. We've been living with it for so long, we think it's normal. For some of us, God's told us about these strongholds. I, when I got called into ministry, God identified the main strong man in my life. Now, I have no idea why he wouldn't have just delivered me from that right that moment. Very irritating. Um, but it has been a journey and a process in my own personal life to confront and defeat this guy. All right? Now, there's probably more than one. You know, I remember one time the Lord giving me a word, and he said this. He said, Shalise, just come to me, unrenewed mind and all. Do you know you're not your unrenewed mind? Did you know that your unrenewed mind is not your identity? We have one, but it's not who we are. Now, we got to deal with that thing because it's a hindrance to who our true identity is. And until that unrenewed mind can get into agreement with who we really are, it is going to be a problem. Okay, when that mind gets renewed, man, you just, you, you be who you already are. And God wants us to operate out of being, not out of doing. Did you know that? He wants us to operate out of our being, not out of our doing. And what I mean by that, did you know that you can do the right things and it still not be right? You can have a, 15 different principles and you can follow every single one of them and still be jacked up. Because you're not doing it out of your being. You're doing it out of your doing. Right? That's like going up to somebody and saying, be joyful. And they're not joyful. Well, they can fake it. They can try to be joyful. You know, I know I came from word of faith. That's what you did. You know, you called things that be not as though they were until they were. But, I mean, after years, some of these people still weren't. I'm not saying that we don't use our tongues. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm just saying that's not renewing their mind somehow. So there's more to it than just saying the right thing. My mother believed in healing. My mother said the right thing, and she died of pancreatic cancer. So where was the real belief stored? What, what was going on? What was this incongruent thing that was going on in her heart where you know the truth, but you don't know the truth? 
where you do the truth, but you aren't the truth. And that's not, that's, God is after hearts. He is not after right behavior. He's after right believing. Because right behavior will flow from right believing. Without even thinking. You're not trying to do something. You're just doing something. You're just abiding in the vine and fruit is being produced through rest. And you produce more through rest than a lifetime of striving. Rest is risky. Rest is offensive. Rest is offensive to the flesh. Rest is a position that says, I am fully persuaded. That's rest. I'm fully persuaded. A fully persuaded person like Abraham. I'm fully persuaded that God is able to do what he promised. I'm fully persuaded. There's no need for my flesh to get engaged. I don't have to get an Ishmael going. I don't have to find a Hagar and get busy. I don't have to be busy. Right? But it's interesting because when we... Busyness and fruitfulness both produce. I mean, Ishmael was born. There was an offspring, but it didn't come through the word of God. It didn't come supernaturally. It came through the works of the flesh. It came through the ideas of men. Hearing God, but then doing it in their own strength. Figuring it out, right? Now, I'm kind of all over the place, but here's the point. The point is, whether you know it or not, God's doing something in this body. And you're getting delivered from a strong man. Now, you can do it the easy way, or you can do it the hard way. This is the word of the house for this body. This is the word of the house for this body. The strong men are coming down. The giant's heads are getting cut off. Okay? For some of us, as you know, I've been talking about that spirit of poverty. Poverty is a strong man. It is a way of thinking. Way more than it has to do with anything in about, about money. About any, because you can be, you can have a ton of money and still operate in a poverty spirit, and you can have no money and operate in a poverty spirit. Okay, that's, that's, that's a strong man that if you're gonna fulfill the call of God on your life, will have to be defeated. Will have to be defeated. Because mammon will control you until it's defeated. It will control you. It will control your thoughts, your decisions. It will control you. Now, it will be deceptive about how it controls you. See, the thing about deception is is that you think that you are not deceived. That's how it works. That's one, okay? Health areas are another. All right, if you've been, I'm just saying there's belief systems that, 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 that God wants to, to come after. 
there's no condemnation. There's no condemnation because we are where we are in our journey. God's not upset with us that we have an unrenewed mind. God's not upset with us that we aren't thinking like he does on every single area of our life. But the Holy Spirit is relentless. He's relentless. He's relentless, right? So just let's be very clear. This is what we're majoring on. We're not moving off of it. Just like we didn't move off of inner healing. We're not moving off of what God's doing in this house. The strong men are coming down. The strong men are coming down. Now, let me just say this. It's not comfortable. It's not comfortable. Battle isn't comfortable. Laboring to enter into rest is not comfortable. Laboring to come into that place where you are fully persuaded, where you are the mind of God and the mind of Shalice are completely aligned. And what he believes and what I believe are the exact same thing. And in every area where my belief is off, the enemy can control me. Everywhere our belief systems are off, the enemy can control us. And so it takes humility to come and say, Father, teach me your ways. Show me the truth. And set aside whatever preconceived notions that you have about whatever that looks like. Now, okay, I say it another way. Let me say it another way. Strong men coming down. Another way of saying that is going into the promised land. The promised land looks like you fulfilling the call of God on your life. It looks like you possessing, let me say this, dispossessing the giants that are sitting on your destiny. That's what it looks like. It looks like you dispossessing the giants that are sitting on who you are. Does that make sense? Now, as we've been talking through this stuff, I've asked people, do you know what's going on? Do you know the season you're in? Do you know what God is dealing with? Do you know what those strong men are? Right? And are you ready? Are you ready to confront them? If you're not ready to confront them, then you just need to stick with some inner healing stuff. Because there's some core beliefs that until you've dealt with some of those core beliefs, you can't even begin to deal with this other stuff. You know, inner healing and mind renewal are the exact same thing. If you study neural science, there's a science to what you believe. There's a science to how it got, why you believe it. And it's stored, your belief systems are stored in your memories and they're stored in neural pathways and they're stored at a subconscious level. And so many of our self-defeating programs we're not aware of. You know, most of us are not even aware of our own thinking. Most of us still, when something happens, are not self-aware enough to even, and I say most of us, I'm not just talking about this body, I'm just talking about the world in general. Most people are not self-aware enough 
They just are under their thoughts. They're under the circumstances. They're under the situations. And they evaluate them at face value. And you know, what you're not aware of controls you. And just because we have something that we're thinking doesn't mean that it is God, godly, or should be submitted to. And you know, the crazy thing about belief systems is that they reinforce themselves. You draw what you believe to yourself. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So what you believe is recreated over and 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 over again. Okay, that's why people from abusive relationships seem to have serial abusive relationships. Why people from abusive backgrounds seem to come into relationships that somehow are a result of that. And so there's a, a, a cycle that has to be broken in the mind renewal, in the confront the giant process. And here's the thing. You can't continue to do what you've done and win. It takes radical change. Like you have to get out of your comfort zone. You know, Brian and I have been out of our comfort zones for so long that out of the comfort zone has become our comfort zone. I mean, let me say why that's actually kingdom. It, because the kingdom is dependency. Papa requires dependency. Growing up is growing out of independence. See, in the natural, we grow up and become independent. But in the spirit, we grow up and become dependent. And we get off of our natural senses. We get off and we learn to discern. We learn to, we, we exercise our senses to discern good and evil. We don't just look at something and let our senses, our, 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 our programming tell us if something is good or evil. Did you know that, that, that the Lord is not black and white? Did you know that? The letter of the law is black and white. But the spirit is not black and white. I was talking with... Um, one of our apostolic overseers recently, and they were talking about how, you know, a lot of times people think things are black and white. And he had one particular church that he oversees that he was talking to the pastor about it. And he said, he said, yeah, truth is black and white. Truth is black and white. And, 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 and this overseer said, look, if your friend was being chased by a gang and was about to be murdered and he came to your door and he rang the doorbell and he said, hey, hide me. I've got this gang chasing me. And he said, and you hit him down in your basement. And then the gang came running in and said, hey, hey, we saw this guy came in. This guy came in. This guy came. He said, would you tell him the truth? Because that's the letter. Or would you say, I don't know and protect your friend's life? Jesus totally disregarded the Sabbath. He was a rule breaker. He was a rule breaker. Why? Because he was after 
relationship with people, not a rule-based, principle-based, obedience relationship with people. Relationship is not about rules. Relationship is about conversations. Relationship is about what he says. Now, I wanted Kim to come share this because um, in order for us really to go where God is calling us, I really believe that that Kim got like a a blueprint, got kind of a a download from the Lord. And it's pretty, it's simple. It's not super complicated, but I I knew it was the Lord as soon as I saw it. And many of us are seeking wisdom. We're seeking wisdom about decisions that we're making, or we're seeking wisdom about uh, directions to go, or how to start something, or how to begin something again, or uh, just relational issue, whatever. We're we're seeking God. How many of you are seeking God for at least one answer right now? Okay. All right. Which, let me tell you something God told me this week. This is funny, just about seeking God. He said, why are you seeking me? He said, did you know by default that's an independent behavior? He said, by default, that's independent. You forgot who you were, and so you had to seek. There's no seeking in union. When you are one with God, there's nowhere to seek. You already have it. You're one. If you're in Christ, what are you seeking? If you're in Christ, what are you seeking? If Christ is in you, what are you seeking? You forgot. You forgot you've already been sought. You forgot you've already been found, and it's an eternal foundness. That's an old covenant idea, seeking God. Do you think Jesus was, I mean, he had to go away to pray, but he wasn't seeking God. He was seeking quiet. So let's not seek God, let's seek quiet. You know what I mean? Let's seek some quiet so we can actually hear. (laughs) Let's seek quiet so that we can be. Let's seek quiet so that we can connect. That's part of the strong man's strategy, by the way. He's very loud. Strong men are loud. Look at the David and Goliath story. He's screaming at David. Intimidating. Always comes with a loud voice and intimidation. All right, Kim, come on up. I made her wait forever. She's used to me, though. (laughs) The first thing that he gave me was just to take him out of the box. Before moving forward, you can't have any preconceived ideas about what something's going to look like. Um, and then and then the focus was just to, what are you supposed to be focusing on? What is your focus? And then, um, okay, and then once, once you get, like, your focus, I felt like he was saying um, to remember what he has already said. And what is he saying now? So that's just basically what I got. Awesome. Now, I want to talk about this for a second, but I also want to talk 
about um, just what he said last week. For those of you that weren't here. Here's what he just said last week. It will be as you decree. And the challenge will be to stick to your decree. That's just what he said last week. It will be as you decree. The challenge will be to stick to your decree. Now, last week I shared like a whole bunch of different things that talked about even just personal testimonies or whatever that this is not the first time God has spoken this to us. So it's not only what he said last week, he's spoken this over and over and over again. I wanted to read um, just a couple of scriptures to talk through that a minute. Ephesians 3.20 says this, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. Again, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. Get Get God out of the box. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Then it says here, though, according to the power that works in us. So what's the limit? What's the problem? So we got a box. We've got a box that prohibits God from doing the exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think. Okay, now let me just read this. Um. double-sided. Okay. We also talked last week about Mark eleven twenty-two 22 and 23. We said this, have faith in God or have the faith of God. For assuredly, I say to you, whosoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things which he says will come to pass, will have whatever he says. Again, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will come to pass, will have whatever he says. Focus. 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 You know, Mark 4, I talked about that last week too. Mark 4, when it talks about the sower sowing the word and the different kinds of hearts that that seed gets sown into, You know what happens with all of those hearts except the one that produces fruit? They lose their focus. The enemy comes immediately. He comes immediately and takes what? Their focus. Focus what? Off of the word. Focus off what God has said, what he is saying, and the truth of what you're supposed to be agreeing with. Because here's the reality. Every single one of these strong men that are in our lives only exist in our minds. They were defeated at the cross. They were defeated by Jesus. And they only exist because of the way that we think and the way that we perceive. And then the corresponding behavior and actions that we take based upon what we believe and what we think. Do you understand what I'm saying? Here's what it says. It says, Therefore, I say to you, verse 24, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Now, here's the deal. God is not up here controlling our victory. 
He's not controlling our breakthroughs. He's not withholding anything from us. By grace through faith are you saved. When when was salvation provided? On the cross. When was the enemy defeated? On the cross. It's only as we, by grace, meaning the grace of God provided it, the grace of God provided salvation, the grace of God provided healing, the grace of God provided uh, financial freedom, the grace of God provided relational wholeness, the grace of God provided salvation, sozo, perfect peace. The grace of God has provided it. It's been provided by Jesus. It's been provided. It's already yours. Andrew Womack would say it this way. You've already got it. Right. Quit chasing your dog, your tail. Right. Quit, quit, let me say it. Quit trying to get it. There you go. You already got it. Quit trying to get it. All right. My best Andrew. But how many times do we take on the identity of someone who doesn't already have it? Instead of resisting what we already have. I'm sorry, resisting that which trying to steal what we already have. Do we see ourselves as the healed resisting sickness or the sick trying to get healing? Do we see ourselves as the rich resisting poverty or the poverty trying to get rich? Do we see ourselves as the broken trying to get healed? I mean, I get that in our reality, here's the deal. Our experienced identity is different than our true identity. So we have an experience of brokenness. We have an experience of poverty. We have an experience of relational dysfunction. We have an experience which is not lining up with what Jesus provided. So when I say what has he said, this really has got to come from the word of God. It's got to come from what he's not only said, but what he's actually provided. But listen, it's not just the Logos word. It's also the rhema word. Did you know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God? Faith is also a gift. And it comes through rhema. Faith comes by through a rhema word of God. The rhema provides the faith. Now here's the deal. God didn't talk to everybody about what he talked to you about. So to expect everybody else to have faith for what he talked to you about is a waste of time. But focusing on what he has said, both in his Logos written word and his Rhema word to you, which, by the way, will always be in line with the rhema, with the logos word of God. He's not going to rhema something that he hasn't logosed, right? He's going to take, he's going to tell you something that's in agreement with his word. Now, listen, not everybody's where you are. You know, the Israelites, he couldn't just take them a direct path. You know why he couldn't take them a direct path? Because they didn't, they weren't Caleb and Joshua. They weren't Caleb and Joshua, so he couldn't, he, he would have killed them if he take, tried to take them direct. Just would have straight up killed the whole dang group if he tried to take them direct. So instead, God in his wisdom, because he knew the state of their unrenewed minds, 
said, we're going to go this route. For your own protection, we're going to go this route. Now, I'm saying that because as you lead things, or as you're um, walking through what God has said and what he's saying, you'll need to use wisdom in how you do that. There's a time to stand up like Joshua and Caleb did against the tw- ten spies and say, no, we're, we're able. Let's go up at once and possess it. And there's a time to just go another route. But focus is key. It will be as you decree. The challenge will be to stick to your decree. Do you know that what you say in secret matters? It's not what I just say on this microphone that matters. It's not what you just say to people all the time that matters. What you say in secret matters. What you say in your For me, it's my mirror in my bathroom. (laughs) What I say to me, what I say to the atmosphere. You know, your voice is one of the most valuable gifts God has ever given you. With it, you can agree and you can disagree. With it, you can bind and you can lose. With it, you can set an atmosphere, and you can shift an atmosphere. And the enemy is always after your voice. Do you know the enemy actually stole my singing voice for almost 35 years? In the natural, he stole my voice. Many of us that come from dysfunctional backgrounds, have never learned to use our voice. You know, I'm just now 46 years old learning how to use my voice. Just now learning that I have I have what I'm responsible for. And that I, that you have certain, you can, just the power of the word no. The power of using your voice, what you are responsible for. And you know, I have learned it is a sacred thing, your voice. Your integrity is in your voice. Did you know your integrity before God is in your voice? He says, by your words you will be justified and by your words you will be condemned. What you say and what you don't say matters. Do you know how you say it matters? The motives with which you say it matter. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And a good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good things. Where do good things come from? Our hearts. Where do evil things come from? Our hearts. Jesus looked at me and said, oh, you vipers. Double forked tongue. 
was about their mouth. It was about what they, what they were allowing to come out of their mouth. And I'm telling you, this is a word. Whether you like me saying it or not, you need to change your speech. And you need to get it in line with what the word of God says. Not because you feel like it, but because you want to feel better. You allow, let me say this, the enemy takes advantage. The enemy is taking advantage. He doesn't fight fair. He does not fight fair. He doesn't wait until we're all nice and strong. Do you know the hell that I've had to go through this year? This has been the most hell-filled year of my life since I've been in ministry, and I've been through a lot in ministry. But you know what? It's also been the biggest breakthrough year of my life. And the enemy does not like it. He does not like it one bit. You know, I watched Pastor Winston strip the enemy. For 10 years, I watched him. You know what? The enemy has to be forced. Now, let me say this. Rest. It's not, it's not some kind of force like you're fighting on his level. It's not like you're going up against him with some kind of weapons that are carnal. It's, it's as simple as what you believe. And when your believing gets right, you steady out. And there's nothing that the enemy can do to shake you. So, hopefully everybody wrote this down, okay? Because here's the thing. A lot of us are not organized. A lot of us don't even know what God said. And if you do, when's the last time you looked at it? Or did God change his mind? What has he said? You know what? That needs to be before you. He told Joshua, keep it before you, day and night. What you meditate on matters. What you listen to matters. Jesus said, be careful what you're hearing. For the measure that you give to it will be the measure that it comes back to you. So make sure you're hearing the right thing. You know what? Record it on your phone. Record it. And then play it back to yourself. Start your day with it. End your day with it. I'm telling you, it will be as you decree. Turn it into a decree. Turn it into something you agree with. I agree. I agree that I have overcome the strong man of fear. I agree that I am living by grace through faith, through the doorway of the fourth dimension. I agree. And I believe. <laughs> Whatever. You know, I talked about it last week. I mean, there are, I'm telling you, it is not according to anything but your faith. It is not according to anything but what you believe. Matthew 9, 29. He touched their eyes saying, according to your faith, let it be to you. Matthew 8, 13. He said to the centurion, go your way as you have believed. So let it be done for you. 
and his servant was healed that same hour. So then those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. It's not up to God. You need to get that sovereign thing totally uprooted out of your God. God is sovereign, yes, but in his sovereignty, he made Adam and Eve the ruler over this planet. And it was through man, through the seed of a woman, that Jesus came. It was through man that Satan was defeated. It was through a man that salvation came. His name was Jesus. And now men have given authority to use his name to enforce his will, to enforce his bill of rights, his kingdom bill of rights in the earth. I, you know, all the time I run across people, well, we're just praying "Ah, if it's according to God's will or, you know, you never know what God's will is. And I mean, these are bad situations. This week I had someone that didn't know God's will for an injury that had happened. And I'm thinking, well, how could God's will be injury? Is he a child abuser? So knowing God's will is simple. Last week I also said this, what the wicked dread shall come upon them, but what the righteous desire shall be granted. You need to look at what you dread. Because fear is faith turned inside out. And one of the great things that the tools that Nate has is ways to help us deal with past failures so that those past failures do not impact you beginning again. Matter of fact, my last teaching that I did for the force was called Begin Again Again. Begin again again. If you've been walking with God long enough, you're going to have to begin again again. And again and again and again and again, right? But hey, you know what? We don't get angry with our kids when they, they're trying to walk and they don't do it right the first time. We probably would scold them, though, if they just said, that's it, I'm not trying anymore. I'm a failure. I can't do this. It's no use. I'm too stupid. No, we'd say, no, you can do it. Get up. It's no big deal. You can do this. You got this. You know, anyone who has ever done anything fantastic didn't do it on the first try. I don't care if they're a genius on a musical instrument or a great artist or an entrepreneur or whatever. Yeah, the Wright brothers, I mean, Thomas Edison, you know, anyone who has done anything great had to stick with it. And they had to find an inner metal, an inner strength inside when it's called the Holy Ghost for us. He's the standby. He's the strengthener. We don't have to do it on our own strength. Amen. Matter of fact, his, his strength is made perfect in weakness. His grace is perfect 
when it when it actually can be the one that does the work. So it's not like we have to muster it up. It's already there. Praise God. You know, I've also been talking to us about, and I'll wrap up with this. You know, how many of you, um, how many of you, first of all, I mean, I've been getting emails. I've been getting feedback. And I'm sorry I haven't responded to all, to all of you guys. I've had my kids. They're going to be in school starting hopefully next week. It's been crazy. But how many of you have been, like, really finding God just straightening you up a little bit through these messages? Yeah. I'll tell you. I'm raising my hand. <laughs> I'm raising my hand. I'm raising my hand. I'm raising my hand. I'm raising my hand. Um, how many of you got your decree together this week? Raise your hand if you were good. One person, two people, three people got your decree together. All right. You know what? I didn't get my decree together. I started. How many of you started your decree but didn't get it together? Raise your hand. Okay, that's better. All right. How many of you didn't even think to do a decree? Okay, put your hands down. No, I'm kidding. You weren't here. It's okay. It's okay. Well, here's the deal. Here's the deal. If God's saying it will be as you decree, like, I mean, okay. Like, have we sat in church so long that when a word comes like that, we just chalk it up to another? I mean, I'm not trying to scold you. I'm just saying, like, I, I really want to jolt us for a second. Like, if... All things are possible. And God wants to get out of the box. And he literally is saying, it'll be as you decree. Like, I mean, first of all, you actually have to esteem the prophetic word. You actually have to esteem who God has placed in this house to actually proclaim that. Not only did he proclaim it, but he gave like six examples of it. So if we haven't done it, well, that's a strong man. Did you know that that's a strong man? That we are actually programmed to believe that life functions at a level outside of our words. That when God said, let there be light, and there was light, like he used something else. Everything we see was created by his words. He said he created something with his mouth, and then he used his hands to form it. Do you know that our unrenewed minds, the purpose of it is to get control of your tongue? Do you know why the enemy wants to have you to have an unrenewed mind? So that you talk crazy. Because it's insanity. That's what the unrenewed mind is. It's insanity. It's insanity for God to say to us, hey, I didn't write mine either, so it's me too. I'm, I'm preaching to me. Shalise, I told you, it will be as you decree. The challenge will be to stick to your decree. Agree. Okay. Agree. You agree. Now here he is, he's given explicit instructions. And how many of us are just, we're just, we're something's more important. Something, something's wrong. I mean, please repent. Repent. And if you don't believe this, you're in the wrong church. I love you, but it's the wrong church for you. 
because I'm not changing. I've come too far. I've seen him do it too many times. I got delivered from manic depression this way. You're not going to convince me. I was crazy before I learned this. I'm not crazy now. I was crazy then. What happened? I changed my words. Now listen. Okay, homework time. If you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Because of your unbelief. For assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there. And it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. Have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says this mountain, be removed and be cast in the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things that he says will come to pass, will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask for in prayer, believe you receive them and you will have them. Assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to this fig tree, but you will also say to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and it will be done. He touched his eyes saying, according to your faith, let it be to you. And he said to the centurion, go your way. And as you have believed, so let it be for you. Now listen, don't be the soil where the enemy comes right outside the door and steals this. Don't be the soil where you start to say your little decree and then all hell starts to break loose. And people, you know, whatever, hell starts to break loose. That's how you know it's working. That's not how it's not working. That's how you know it's working. Because the enemy's coming to say, are they gonna, they gotta, I'm gonna shut them up. I can't afford for them to learn that their words actually create things. I can't afford for them to start controlling the scene realm with their tongue. Oh my gosh, if they do that, what's going to happen? The whole city's going to go to heaven in a handbasket. Oh my goodness, I can't get them on. They cannot do this. They cannot, they, I cannot allow them to get this, this revelation. Oh my God, I can't afford for them to get this. Okay, okay, boys, come on. We got to get some reinforcements down to Woodland Park. Those people are saying, talking, they're talking sane. So yeah, the heat will come up. You just get louder. You just get louder, and then you just kick in your imagination with it. You just see it done. You just see it done. You 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 praise God. You worship God. You see it done. I know it feels like work, but this strong man's coming down. I didn't say it. I didn't say it will be as you decree. God said it. How many times do we have to go around the mountain and think we're getting in another way? It's called prayer mountain. It's called move the mountain in prayer, people. It's called speak to the mountain. You're not getting in any other way. You think the enemy's just going to let you waltz in because what, you're intelligent? Because he likes the way you look? Because you're nice? No, the time when you don't feel like fighting is the moment of your moment, the very moment of your breakthrough, the very moment of your transformation. So let's get organized. Do you know what Bill Wilson used to do? He was militant, loved it. 
he would get up every morning with his operations manual. That's what he had on the front of it, the operations manual. It was the kingdom operations manual. And he would pray in tongues for an hour just to get, he said, you know what? He would just to get himself out of the flesh. Because he said, there's one thing I can't afford, that's to be in the flesh. He said, I, you know, you can say you can't afford a lot of things. He said, the only thing I can't afford is to be in the flesh. He said, everything else I can afford, but I can't afford to be in the flesh. So he prayed in tongues. So he got his mind, his eyes enlightened, till he got his, the mind of Christ flowing. And then and only then did he break out his operations manual. And the operations manual was full of decrees. He said the angels used to gather at his house just to wait till he got up. And he would, the alarm would go off and they'd say, oh, William's up, William's up, William's up. What? Giving them something to work with. Now I know people say it doesn't take all that. Well, what does it take? What does it take? What does it take? Where's your billion dollars? Where's your 33-acre mall? I'm just saying, where's your, where's your jet airplane? Where's your, I mean, I'm not saying it's all about the things, but the things allow him opportunities. He's planting on schools of entrepreneurship all over the world, in some of the poorest countries in the world, and he's preaching this, that this works for everybody. It doesn't matter what nation, what country you were born in. It doesn't matter the color of your skin. It doesn't matter who's the president of your country. The kingdom of heaven rules over all of that. And you don't, and he knows. He, you know what he says? What you think doesn't matter. What I say is what matters. I have a vision for this city. I was given a vision for this region before I ever moved here. You know, I hear people say stuff all the time. I heard somebody say something this week. Well, you know, they said, duh, 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 duh. and they're usually people in positions of authority and peace in different places or whatever. And I just sat there and I think to them, you know, what you think doesn't matter. I didn't say it out loud. Because what God. See, he's picked Abraham's. He's picked Shalice. And I said, Yes. I said, yes. I said, yes to your plan on this mountain. It wasn't my idea. It wasn't my plan. I just said, yes. And I tell you, I don't think he needs much more to agree. I'm glad we all do. But he doesn't need much more. And wherever he's sending you, whatever he's called you to do, all he needs is your agreement. Because you're a sent one. Everybody in here is a sent one. Judy, you, you have a, 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 a call. These babies, there's an inheritance with these babies that has, I mean, your, your words over that high school, your words, Judy, your words, your words, you know this, your words is part of what even, why this place even exists. Is because of those prayer walks, you and who, who was with you? You, you and Jesus. 
you and Jesus walking up and down the road, praying for what God had on this mountain, speaking forth what you heard God saying. General Cindy, that she's speaking. That's our prayer force right there. General Cindy. All right, so this week, it will be as you decree. Now, you might just want to start with something simple. Just watch it work. I'm just saying, just start with something simple. Just to prove that it works. Get something that you won't doubt. And just speak to it. I'm going to speak to my dog. It's not here. Katie, you're potty trained. You know, I spoke that to her the other day, and she went to the dog door and barked. And door and barked, and I, I, and I, I just stopped. I'm going to, but I, just do something simple. And then move it up, move it up, move it up, move it up. If your strong man's money, then you know that might be the area that's a little nervous. So do, I don't know, just something you can believe God for. All right. We're going to take up our offering. So I'm going to do that, and then we'll close out. I'm going to pray over your finances for a minute while you're doing that. Um, So you can make out checks to Prayer Mountain, Colorado. Remember, I've been saying that God's been speaking to me, by the way, that we don't have to grow to meet our budget, that it's in the house. He said that since day one. I've been talking to everybody about believing God to bring, you know, $100 in every Sunday, that God's going to increase you according to your faith. So, Father, we thank you that it's according to our faith. Thank you that it is, that um, it's not according to anything else. I thank you that you made us self-controlled. Thank you that it's a fruit of your spirit, that we are not governed or managed by anything other than your kingdom, your spirit, and you, and your word. We're submitted to you. And then we govern ourselves. And so, Father, I thank you that in the area of finances, that the strong man of poverty has been defeated. He was defeated at Calvary. I thank you that he has nothing but a voice and nothing but unprogrammed minds to work with. And so, Father, I just thank you right now that we have dominion over money. Thank you that it is our servant. We are not servants of mammon. It is our servant. And it was put on the earth to plant the heavens. Money is a tool, God, to build your kingdom. We thank you, God, that it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't define us. It's a medium of exchange. It is not our identity. It obeys our words. Thank you that the spirits of debt are broken over this body. We thank you that every member of this family is debt-free, God. We thank you that debts have been paid in full. We owe no man anything but to love him. I'm talking car notes. I'm talking house notes. I'm talking credit cards, God. I'm talking every bit of that debt has been supernaturally paid off. Yeah, we're not, I mean, God bless Dave Ramsey. But we're speaking to it in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you that savings accounts are full. 
I thank you that investment accounts are full. I thank you for assets. I thank you for properties, God. I thank you for dreams and visions financed. I thank you for inventions. I thank you for creative ideas, God. I thank you for the entrepreneurs in this house. I thank you for the businesses that are blessed in this house, God. I thank you that increase is our inheritance. I thank you that you are increasing us more and more, us and our children. I thank you that every dollar that has been stolen has been repaid seven times. I thank you that every place the enemy has stolen from us and our family through the generations, God, has been restored. Whoa. I thank you right now, Father, for every person's mastery over money and that that mastery begins with their mouth. I thank you, God, that you are pouring out revelation about how our words affect things on an atomic level, how things are affected by our words hey, on a molecular level in bodies, God. I thank you for a revelation about our tongue. And I thank you, God, that we are full of your grace. It doesn't have to be hard and complicated. But thank you that the miracle is in our mouths. And that it will be as we decree. And as we agree. So I bless this offering, God. I thank you that even when Brian counts it, it's going to multiply in the bucket. I just right now, I speak multiplication, Father. I speak multiplication over every dollar that's given, over every check that was written, God. And not only in the buckets, but I speak it into the bank accounts, God. I speak multiplication on money. I speak multiplication right now in Jesus' name. Hey, hey, I thank you for radical believers, God. I thank you for radical believers in this house, God. I thank you for radical believers that when they come into contact with anything that is not like heaven, Father, they write it with their mouth. They write it with their mouth. They say, "Uh uh-uh, no, not on my watch in Jesus' name. I thank you for divine appointments this week. I thank you for Sarah and Avery, Father, and that outreach that's going to happen with that family. I thank you for other outreach opportunities, God. I thank you for prophetic words written and given to strangers. I thank you, Father, for other creative ways that you are having us reach out to people this week. I thank you that everywhere we go, heaven shows up. Let us not be so self-absorbed that we miss it, God. Open our eyes to the hurting people standing right next to us. Bring them to us, God, in the grocery stores and in the coffee shops and wherever we are, God, let us be so full of your spirit and so aware of your presence that we have something to give and let it be from you. Shay, in Jesus' name. Awesome. We'll take that up, you guys, and hallelujah. All right, well, I say I'm excited. So I'm excited. I'm excited about what God's going to do. Amen? Amen? Amen.
You know, for those of you that work at, at some place outside, you know, of the home, I really feel like there's some decrees that God has for your workplaces. Like, I don't know what they exactly look like. I feel like there's some, some things that have been going on um, that you have the authority to remedy. So speak. And let me say this. You know, the enemy can put any, any idea in anybody's head. Just, I just feel like God's like saying, encapsulate yourself. Don't allow other people to be your compass. Don't allow other people to dictate or confuse what you are, what I'm telling you to speak. You speak it. And if all hell breaks loose, just know it's working. Just know it's working. Don't, don't get confused and don't complain about the hell. You were born to overcome hell. You were put in the places where hell could break out. And, and God says you were put in that place because you know what I'm saying. And so your words are like the rudder of the ship. They will turn it. They will, they will direct it. They will correct the course. He says that whatever course correction needs to be made will be made with your tongue. Whatever course correction, if you're headed in the wrong direction, change course. Change your words. Change your words. Change your words. And I hear him say, get bold. Put some time frames on it. If it's going to be according to your decree and he created the world in seven days, a lot can get done in 30 days. This doesn't have to be a seven-year turnaround. Get, get your expectations up. Get me out of the box. Focus on what you see. See what I see. See what I see. See what I see. Man, he's just speaking to me a hundred thousand things at one time that I cannot get in agreement with. I can empathize. I can love. But I do not have to agree. I can encourage. I can honor. I can edify. I can build up. I can do a lot of things. Man, let your, let your speech be seasoned with grace. Amen. I mean it. Like I just, this is a, this is when I, it is, this is real. And you know what? Don't get in agreement with other people's mess either. You know, say, no, brother, that's not how I see it. You know what I see? I see this in you. I see this in you. I see this in you. I see this. I see this. I see this. Okay. Amen. Well, I said this last week. The podcast is available for last week. We're going to get it up. I want to get them up quickly because you need this reinforcement. The whole world is against what we're talking about here. The whole world is just doesn't think like this. So you need reinforcements. All right? Let's get those decrees done. Okay, raise your hand. Don't do it unless you're going to raise your hand. Raise your hand if you're making a commitment to get your decree done this week. All right? Okay, I'm raising my hand. Getting our decree. And if you, if you have one and you hadn't been saying it, 
to get that one back out. Amen? All right. Good. No, good. That's it. That's a brother right there. All right. Well, you're blessed. I could talk about this for five days, So, I, but I, I got to go. So, all right. Love you.